Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 91 of Crunch Time. I'm going to be your host for today's episode. I am Tanner Dislin, and as always, I am joined by my dynamic duo, Sam yes, Gotti. Yes, sir. We yes, are sir. The N326 duo. You might not recognize our voices. We have been gone for a while. We've had a long stretch of of some pretty interesting things happening between work schedules and moving. moving. I don't know if you've noticed. We we're, we're in a whole new a uh, whole new apartment now, so dealing with that, uh, dealing with work schedules. I went on vacation for a bit, so it's just been yeah, it's been a long time. But we're back. Episode ninety one. We are ready to talk about some sports now. I believe the last time we were on here, Sam, we were in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers was just traded. <laughs> yep. That's how long it's been. But do not worry. We will catch you up on everything going on. But before we do any of that, we're going to start, as we always do, with winners and losers. Sam, who's your winner? Yeah. the This state, specifically the South side of things and that is florida sports team as a whole obviously tonight we have on uh, night of recording we have the miami heat going up as an eight seed 3-0 on boston playing in game four trying to close that one out but it gets even crazier florida panthers are up three nothing as an eight seed over two seed carolina oh and the baseball teams are doing awesome as well. Tampa Bay Rays, one of the hottest teams in the MLB right now, 35-14. and 14. And then we have Miami Marlins at 24-24, and 24, which is a huge improvement of what we've seen the past couple years with Miami. Yeah, so it's not—it's not, been not a bad stretch for Miami. Sam, I also do want to throw another, another thing in there, not to mention two of the four final four teams, Miami. Yeah. And Florida Atlantic, two South Florida teams as well. So and isn't Brooks Kepka a uh, Brooks Kepka South Florida resident? Is a South Florida guy as well. South Florida runs sports right now. They are running sports, and even you want to include Tampa in there. uh, Do you're more than welcome to do so because, as he said, the Tampa Bay Rays probably the best team in baseball at the moment. But I mean, I just this Florida Panthers thing is crazy, man. Because last year. The, the 21-22 Florida Panthers were 58 and 18. They were they won the President's Trophy, yeah. number one seed in the East, handled business in the first round, but then got swept in the second round. And it just goes to show the curse in all of sports, right? When you're the when you have the when you have the in hockey or your the President's Trophy winner, or if you're in base, there's Brooks Kepka, right? As we there we go. Right, as we're talking. Brooks, Brooks Kepka is courtside for the uh, for the, <laughs> the Heat Celtics game. That's that was, awesome. That was pretty funny, but. <laughs> Uh, that that curse that when you're the when you're the best regular season team in the sport, yeah, you're probably not gonna have luck in the playoffs. The yeah. Florida Panthers were vying for the point title last year. Like they were the best team in the Eastern Conference, didn't do anything in the playoffs. Now that they're the eight seed and had to play <laughs> the team with the most wins in NHL history, yeah, <laughs> one of the best teams in NHL history, uh-huh. the 2022 2023 uh, Boston Bruins, yeah. Handled business there, and now we're looking to sweep Carolina in the Eastern Conference Finals to go to the Stanley yeah, Cup. So it's crazy, crazy how sports work. But Florida is on an absolute roll right now. My winner, if you're watching on YouTube, you will know I've got the jersey on. 
He's my guy, probably my favorite NBA player of all time. Grew up watching him with my Knicks. Rest in peace to the Knicks, by the way. But it is <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. Congratulations on an awesome career, a career that should have had multiple more years of stats onto it if he didn't get blackmailed from the league for some reason. Yeah. But that's a whole other story. Carmelo was so much fun to watch, man, especially as a Knicks fan coming over in 2011. I mean, you think it's bad right now, which obviously coming off of a, the postseason we just did. But the whole thing about the Knicks is that they can never get a star. They can never get a star. Before that, it was even worse before Melo came. And when he came in 2011, the trade that sent him, that blockbuster here to New York, the Syracuse guy, the homecoming yeah. for, for Carmelo Anthony. And he was just absolutely awesome for the Knicks. I mean, the the moments just to, on the top of my head. I remember against the Heat, and of course, this is the the – LeBron, this is the big three. He, big LeBron, three. D Wade, and, yeah. and Chris Bosh. He he put a fifty burger on them without taking a single shot in the paint. Of course, it was all jump that shots. Like yeah, it was all <laughs> mid range and threes. Dropped fifty on them, not taking a shot in the paint. The sixty two point game in the Garden. Of course, who can forget that? I think it was against the Bobcats. Um, and then I mean, probably my favorite is when he tried to fight uh, uh, Kevin Garnett yeah. uh, on the floor. And then after the game, actually went and waited outside the Celtics locker room, tried that. to wait for Kevin Garnett to come out so we can fight him then. Yeah. He just he got that dog in him. What he can got you that say? dog. But, again, I, I, he was so much fun to watch and so much needed with the Knicks team, the state of their franchise going into those years of 2011. And, I mean, he was the best player on some of the best Knicks teams, yeah. you know, in, at least in the last decade or two. Uh, and. 2013, they were the two C in the Eastern Conference and, and ended up running into the the Pacers, but which ended their season, but swept the uh, Celtics in the first round. So that's something I'll never forget as well. But Carmelo Anthony, I I don't know what else to say. Grow up watching your, your top five Nick of all time. Uh, you don't get the respect you deserve. Your number should be retired. You should have been in the league these past few years. Uh, but congratulations on a great career. Carmelo Anthony, you are my winner. Yeah. Hawks legend. Hawks legend. Thunder legend. Qu quality tweet, by the way. I assume you saw the Hawks yeah. tweet. Uh -huh. Quality tweet. Quality tweet. But I think something that goes very underrated about Carmelo is when he went from the Nuggets to the Knicks because he changed his entire game. He was like, I don't even know how to describe how he played at the Nuggets, but it wasn't just spot-up shooter knockdown. It was just pure athleticism. And then he goes to the Knicks, and he is mid-range god on that team. He was always fun to watch. A lot of memories, like you said, you went over a couple, but definitely uh, one of the most disrespected superstars of uh, the past 10, 15 years of the NBA. Not to mention probably the, the, the best Team USA player. I mean, when this dude put on Team oh. USA jersey, he went he went crazy. Him, him with a Team – who's better, Team USA – Mellow or Hoodie Mellow? Oh, jeez. Okay, probably Hoodie Mellow. No, no, yeah. There's no better version hoodie of Mellow, mellow Bill than Diffie. Hoodie Mellow. Yeah, for sure. But this got me thinking. So, so you know, I said I said his number seven should be retired for the Knicks. I still have hope that they might do it. If you're the Denver Nuggets, do you think about it? Because guess who? I think so. Because guess what number he wore? Fifteen. Uh, and Nikola Jokic is currently 15. So what do they do? Do you think there's a chance that they wait for Jokic's career to end and then just kind of like do them both at one, like number 15, Anthony slash Jokic? Do they give it just to Jokic and not mention Anthony? That's interesting. I know, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. 
I guess we'll find out. We will find out, but <laughs> I mean, you're reigning two-time, should be three-time, but reigning two-time MVP and someone who's now made it to the finals. For uh, the first time ever in Nuggets history. First time ever in Nuggets history. Yeah. I think he I think he has a good chance of getting his number retired yeah. over in Denver. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, having two legends with the same number on their team. But now we're going to take a look at the negative side of things. Sam, who was your loser I mean, this past week or month? <laughs> how can it not be D'Angelo Russell of the – Los Angeles that's, Lakers. That, that's a tough series. That yeah. is a tough series, man. Yeah, and just as a reminder for the people, game one, he uh, shot four for 11, zero for three from three, and finished with a solid eight points. Um, no rebounds and three assists. Solid, solid outing there. Uh, then he, game two, 10 points, three for eight shooting. Got a little better. One for five from three. There you go. Uh, three rebounds, five assists, so subtle improvement. And then he uh, shit the bed again in game three, had three points, one for eight, one for six from three, three boards, four assists. And then game four, uh, Lakers coach was just like over it. He only played 15 minutes, uh, four points, two for four from the field, 0 for one from three. So, a uh, very, very, very tough stretch um, for D'Angelo Russell in this series, but he's kind of struggled uh, kind of throughout the playoffs. I mean, against the Warriors, he had a game where he went one for ten. Um, just struggled all throughout playoffs. Um, he, I think he becomes a free agent, so it'll be interesting who wants him. Maybe the Guangdong Tigers, <laughs> or he can uh, – Go team up with uh, with Dwight Howard in uh, Taiwan. We'll see. But, yeah, tough stretch for D'Angelo Russell. Um, it's a pretty obvious uh, loser of the episode here. I tell you what, I think some college coaches can learn something about recruiting from Dwight Howard, how hard yeah. he's going, getting these guys yeah, to come honestly, to Taiwan. Dude. Yeah, man, I mean, it has been completely rough. While you were reading those uh, reading those numbers from the Western Conference Finals, I was doing a little math, and I, if my math is correct, 10, 8, 3, 4, that adds up to 25. That's not bad. Uh, 25 points through the entire series. LeBron had 21 in the first quarter Bro. of Game 4. Bro. <laughs> 21 in the first quarter, tough. 25 through the whole series. Uh, yeah, he was invisible all series long. I think it's safe to say he's going to be booted out of there. Yeah. I mean, we'll get more. The GM's coming through. The GM is coming through. <laughs> we'll get more into uh, you know into that topic later on. Actually, yeah. Um, but just a just a just a terrible terrible performance from D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, you can and play I'm that again. <laughs> I'm going to stay in the NBA actually, and another one of those just one of those moments where you're like, what are you doing? Because in game, th what was it? Game two? I think it was game two. Yeah. Game two of the Eastern Conference yep. Finals. Uh, the Celtics were up nine. Was it game three? I don't know. I think it was Either game or. two because game three is when, is when the, oh. it was in my, in the, the yeah. Celtics just kind of <laughs> yep. rolled over. Yep, yep, you're yeah. right, you're right. Game two, the Celtics were up nine in the third quarter, I believe. Uh, and it looked like the Celtics had control. They had been leading all game. And then, Grant Williams hits a three in the third quarter. And immediately after hitting it, uh, Jimmy Butler was the closest defender. He went right up to Jimmy Butler and just started talking 
shit all the way down the court the entire time. And you saw Jimmy's face. He was chirping, and Jimmy just gave him that smile. And then from that moment on, the heat went on. I don't remember. It was like, it was, it was I think Jimmy had like 20 points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? And it was, <laughs> it's crazy. From yeah. that moment, the Heat outscored the Celtics like it was – I don't even know the numbers, but they, they outscored them by a ton, completely flipping that game on its head, dominating the Celtics the rest of the third quarter, taking the lead, and then winning, holding on to the lead in the fourth quarter. So um, the common discourse is if – Grant Williams didn't poke the bear for a mm-hmm. random three in the third <laughs> quarter. <laughs> then, uh, yeah, then the game three might have gone a little differently. Yeah. Or, excuse me, game two might have gone a little differently, which means game three might have gone a little <laughs> differently, and we're in a whole other scenario. So, yeah. uh, it seems like Grant Williams decided uh, decided he was going to he was gonna poke the bear, and that was not a good decision yeah. at all. Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> Not much to say. But we are going to continue on the topic of the NBA. Now, it has been a long time since we had, I mean, obviously since we've been on here, so we have not covered the NBA in a minute. Um, do you remember, Sam, last episode? Was the first round done? <laughs> first round wasn't um, even done. I think one series was. I don't remember which one, but. All right. This is going to be our the NBA playoffs in 60 seconds. All right, ready? Series one, one, uh, one versus eight, Nuggets, Timberwolves. Not much to talk about. Yep. Nuggets handle business. Yep. Series two, Suns, Clippers. Not Cl- much. Not, well, you can say, will the Clippers ever be healthy? No. The answer is no. <laughs> uh, series three, Kings, Warriors. Sneaky good. Not a lot of people expect it, but. Warriors end up getting the dub. Best series in the first round, right? By far. Best series in the first round. Steph Curry, 52 in game seven, something like that. Yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, Then series four, Lakers-Grizzlies. It wasn't a parade inside his city. It was not a parade inside his city no and <laughs> and the grizzlies i mean what it was gentlemen's sweep for yeah one, i, I think so, yeah. yeah it was it was not very good um uh, going over the eastern conference side of things bucks heat interesting interesting yeah. stuff i mean Giannis did get hurt but i think he only missed one game yeah and and the heat gentlemen swept the yeah. the the bucks but don't worry corn Giannis, it was not a failure so it's no need to worry it's not a failure uh Next series, Cavs Knicks. Nick. Donovan Mitchell. Ooh, Don't you wish it come to the Knicks? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it and just. That's it, where the fun ends. Yeah, pretty much. But, <laughs> I mean, it, it just seemed like uh, the Cavs big men just got just didn't didn't have any presence in the game. Uh, Donovan Mitchell needed some sort of help somewhere and never got it. So, and then Jalen Brunson is that guy. Um, 76ers Nets only sweep yeah. of the first round, easy, and then Celtics Hawks. Um, sneaky good yeah. series, win, win six. And uh, I believe the Hawks had to had the ball, the chance to tie in mm-hmm. game six to send it to a game seven. I believe but, you're right, but yeah, so that's the, that's the first round. Uh, don't worry, we'll get the second round too. <laughs> Nuggets Suns, was it a sweep? I can't remember. I'm trying to Might have think. been a gentleman's. It, it was not a close series at all. Yeah. Uh, 
Lakers Warriors. Good series as it always is, but I mean Clay didn't show up. Yeah. Um Jordan Poole Jordan forgot Poole, how to play basketball. Jordan Poole forgot how to play basketball this almost like this entire season. <laughs> um maybe maybe Draymond Green needs to punch him again. <laughs> I don't I don't really know, but the, yeah, it's just Anthony Davis finally woke up. Steph needed some help, and AD was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Heat Knicks. Um, I mean, Jimmy Butler's just that guy. Yeah, he's so good. Sprained ankle, didn't matter. Uh, two sides, uh, on both sides of the ball, offense, defense. And Heat culture is truly something when you yeah. have your uh, you know guys like Gabe Vincent and Max Struess and Cody Martin. And they're just Caleb playing. Martin. Caleb Martin. Put some respect on his Do name. Do you know who Cody Martin is? Who is it? I think it's the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. I think it's <laughs> right. Oh no! Unless he has a twin brother. His, he does if, have a. If his twin brother name is Cody, that counts. But Caleb Martin, you're right. Um, and then Kyle Lowry just being a pest. So yeah, that is as he do. That is right as he do. Um, Cody Martin. He, Cody Martin. Okay, okay. 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 I think it also is Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> I think it, yeah, is. I think it is. But um hey, it happens. And then the other and then the other the last series in the Eastern Conference, 76 or Celtics, game seven. Yeah. Awesome series. I think in that game, what was it? Tate Tatum broke the record set by Steph Curry yeah. <laughs> the previous was, round for he went freaking crazy. Points in game, game seven. Yeah. Um and then Joel Embiid and James right. Harden forgot how to play basketball in that series. In the late part of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Joel Embiid enjoyed. had the highest drop-off in points per game yep. by, MVP, by the last, like, nine MV, MPV, yeah, that was MVPs crazy. combined. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it's uh, not a good look for, for the supposed MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gives us – that leaves us to the West to, – to the conference finals. We'll start yep. – We'll start in the West because uh, if you followed our high-level breakdown there, we had <laughs> the Nuggets and the Lakers, which, yeah, I mean, the, the story of – it's a classic story. Right? One, one, team's been the, one team's been the better team all year, the best team in the West. One team is the bigger market, the bigger names, the bigger storylines. And this series was not close. No, it wasn't. I mean, the – the storyline behind the Nuggets these past four or five years is if they stay healthy, they are going to be one of the best teams. And with Jokic running things, I mean, just in game four alone, you can talk about his whole series. He passed Wilt Chamberlain for most triple doubles in one season with eight. He joined Wilt Chamberlain as the only players in NBA history to average a triple-double in back-to-back playoff series. And he was named the Western Conference Finals MVP. And he helped the Nuggets obviously sweep the Lakers and led them to their first-ever finals. That's pretty good. I'm trying to find the tweet. There's a a tweet that had listed out his uh, playoff performances. Um, but yeah, and and I'm trying to find it because I mean it it truly is something to see when you see all the games listed out uh, the way it was. But I mean, just triple up, triple double after triple double. Yeah, efficiency after efficient. Like, I, there's just nothing you can say. Yeah, other than 
the, the numbers speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. He gets every rebound on the floor. He makes all of his teams better or all of his teammates better. Yeah. And, uh, and he scores the basketball with remarkable efficiency. I mean, I think he might be the best player. If my life was on the line, I needed I needed someone to shoot a step back three as the shot clock expired. <laughs> you, you you know I'm picking Nikola Jokic. Yeah. He's like four for four on those uh-huh. in the series. I'm not I'm not sure he hit rim once on those shots. No. I mean over eighty to ninety percent yeah, of them. Right? And well, yeah. AD multiple times just like just stopped and laughed. Like yeah. there's just nothing I can do here. Um, Jamal Murray was really good. You yeah. talked about staying healthy. He's kind of been the main culprit of mm-hmm. not staying healthy. Yeah. I mean when he does, it's I mean, casuals expose themselves because real people know how damn good yeah. Jamal Murray is. I mean, in basketball. game two, he had twenty-three points in the fourth quarter alone. Yeah. Like, like Jamal Murray's an absolute baller, and uh, I've seen a lot of people. I saw a Lakers fan was reacting and was like, "I thought we played Steph Curry last round. Like, what the? Yeah. Who is this guy?" And it's like, "Well, okay, yeah, I'm Jamal Murray. That's you know, but tell me you don't watch yeah NBA exactly. without Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray was awesome." I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is like a perfect fit there. A lanky shooter can get up and down the floor, can put it on the deck too. Just yeah. an all-around incredibly well-built team. And, I mean, the best team all season. And they yeah. absolutely showed it. They looked on another level compared to the Lakers because, uh, yeah, just because yeah. they were they were toying with them constantly. Yeah. But, and, go ahead. Yeah, I mean – on these flip side of things, we saw, I already mentioned D'Angelo Russell struggling tremendously. AD wasn't his usual self. But let's talk about this game uh, for for LeBron. 40 points in his 20th season. Um, he became, that actually made him the oldest player in NBA history to record 40 points in a playoff game. So just want to show love to LeBron for that. I we were watching it last night. The way he was scoring in the first quarter, I really thought he was going for MJ sixty three. I want to say, but yeah, it was a great game by LeBron. Just had zero help on the floor. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of that's just kind of how it goes, right? That's how the story of his career, and that's why. He, decided to do what he did and that's of course what he gets criticized for but i mean this this leaves a very interesting offseason for the lakers Mm -hmm. as it always has been under the lebron era because they've just been so win now win now win now that i mean people are people are expendable like some of these trades like bringing d'lo back trading for russell westbrook like all just win now desperate moves um but you you kind of have a you kind of have a crowded rotation in LA, yeah, um, and, and potentially a point guard spot open if you decide to move on from D'Angelo Russell. Of course, you got your two your two main guys, but then you've got the people you traded for, like well, you got your Jared Vanderbilt and your uh, yeah, is it Malik Beasley? Yeah, I want to say or was Lonnie Walker? Lonnie Walker, Lonnie Walker uh, is it? You know was either I think he might have been in the, in the off season actually but still someone you know playing rotation minutes the emergence of Austin Reeves yes, as a, sir as a Arkansas rep and baby let's go there you go as as a real scoring option for this team yeah. um trading for Rui Hachimura who solid piece I mean he looked the yeah. best he's ever looked in his NBA career as a Laker so yeah uh, I'm sure they're going to want to keep him so 
it's very crowded right now for, mm -hmm. for LA and a lot of decisions to make. Uh, and they were very active at the deadline. So which which of those were rentals, which of those will be pieces they'll bring back. It's going to be a lot. Yeah. But it's all, it all doesn't matter if someone isn't there. Now, Sam. Exactly. Surely you saw what LeBron oh, yeah. said after the game, right? Do you happen to have it with you? I don't. Let me, let me pull it up real quick. While we looked that up, um, let's just – I'm just going to tell you a little bit about it. I mean, he – he said he said some cryptic stuff about his mm -hmm. about his future in the NBA. I mean, everyone he said that he wants to play with Bronny, and I mean, I don't I don't blame him. That, yeah. you know, and that's always been his stance, and he's never wavered from it. Mm -hmm. So that's when everyone expects him to retire, play one year with Bronny, and then he'll get out. But after losing to the to the Nuggets in a sweep he said I got a lot to think about just me personally going forward with the game of basketball a lot for me to think about yeah I mean that's he's never said anything like that before uh, as Jason Tatum two hand pushes someone in the back um, watch this Max Struess get out of here <laughs> Interesting. Clean. <laughs> clean, clean. <coughs> and of course, then he looks up like, what would I do? Uh, that ain't no foul. That ain't no foul. <laughs> right. But, yeah, so that's – he's never said anything like that weird. before. It's weird. It's weird. He's never wavered from his playing with his son, and he's never said anything like that before. You know, it's, watching him last night – is like he's still one of the best players in this league, even at um at what at thirty eight, I think. Oh, it, yeah, because yeah, thirty age thirty eight doing what he does. Um it'll be interesting. I think it was just kind of a imagine LeBron not in this league anymore. I I there's no way he retires after after that getting swept no way lebron just hangs it up after that um but i'm interested it's gonna be interesting to see um what happens with him yeah i mean i think i think it's an option on the table is could lebron you know maybe be like mike in that he just take takes the takes year, the year off. off yeah <laughs> takes the year off and then comes back but if he does that then he i mean he's owed sign an extension with the Lakers. If he does mm -hmm. that, he's got to play for the Lakers, and that's a year that he could have had off the contract yeah. if he did play. So not quite sure what he was doing, but also, I mean, what he meant by that, but also it's LeBron, so maybe he just wanted to send a message that, like, hey, idiots, I'm not going to be here forever. Can we build a team, please? Yeah. Because I'm going to retire soon. Mm -hmm. So who knows what uh, what LeBron meant, but that was very cryptic. And yeah, I'm not not really sure. Yeah, I I wish I knew more kid. more why he said that. But yeah, yeah. But. Just be on the lookout for that because God knows some crazy's probably gonna go down with Brian or the Lakers. Oh yeah, I'm sure the Lakers will get. We'll be all over all over the headlines. Dame to LA. Nah, man, he's committed to winning in Portland. <laughs> he's committed to winning in Portland. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, him and Bradley Beal are gonna be there you go. they're gonna be so in their wheelchairs I? playing for Portland and my and uh, uh Washington. Yeah. Anyway, let's head over to the Eastern Conference, shall we? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, right now we are at halftime in game four. The Heat are leading the Celtics 56-50. to They're also winning the series 3-0 as we covered in our winners and losers segment. Sam, what has been going on? Because I think before this, you could you could have gotten the uh, the Heat to win the series at a pretty pretty nice price. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Heat are playing out of their minds. Obviously, led by Mister Hemi Butler, just playing out of this world all series. He takes his game to another level in this playoffs. We've seen it in the first and the second round. Um, we're seeing it again in these Eastern Conference Finals. But as good as Jimmy Butler has been playing, his supporting cast is the best in the NBA. I, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. Hot, um, hot take. We have Bam Adebayo, who's one of the most underrated big men. Um, you have crazy Duncan Robinson and uh, entered the Miami Heat record books for becoming the Heat's all-time leader in playoff threes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we got we got K- Caleb freaking Martin in game one, 15 points, then 25 points and 18 points. I was he have right now at half. He has 14. We have Gabe Vincent with 11 coming off the bench. K-Love putting in that work. Max Struess, obviously. All these guys are contributing. And, of course, Mr. Dump Truck himself, Kyle Lowry, putting putting in that work as well. Just people really overlook this team. And I'll be the first to admit, I was definitely one of those people. Yeah, if you would have told me Gabe Vincent and Max Struess and Caleb Martin would be vital pieces to this deep Miami Heat run at the beginning of the playoffs. I thought you were insane, especially beating Giannis, one of the best NBA players right now. Um, just beating the teams they have, Jalen Brunson, who was hot coming into that series, taking care of business against one of the best duos in the NBA, Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown. It's just, it's honestly confusing why this team is performing so well. It it comes down to if you can get a team to play together, anything can happen. I think Eric Spolstra is one of the best coaches in the NBA right now. I think he is madly underrated as a coach, and we are seeing him flourish with the Heat in this postseason. Yeah, I mean, it's really aggravating. I can tell you that because, you know, it's just one of those things where it's, Julius Randle was second team All-NBA. He was an All-Star, and he's shooting, you know, three three for 12, while Gabe Vincent is shooting five for eight, while Caleb Martin is shooting five for eight. Like, it's just really – like, no way are these players better than Julius <laughs> yeah, Randle. Exactly. This is where we are. This is where we are right now, and I, I think you're 100% correct. I will revise the statement. Uh, Eric Spolstra is not one of the best NBA coaches. He is the best NBA coach right now. What he has been able to do with, I mean, with, with this Heat team, a group of, I mean, you just mentioned it, like a, a group of unselfish players who don't really care about their egos, don't really care mm-hmm. about their status, don't really care about their stats. Um, all they care about is winning a damn basketball yeah. game. And that's something that they have done a lot of recently. And, 
going back to what I mentioned, what I said about the Florida Panthers. I mean, the Miami Heat last year were the one seed in the East. Yeah. Right. And and then we're we're one shot away against this Celtics team. Yeah. Um, in Game Seven, from going to the NBA Finals, uh, Jimmy Butler missed that shot, of course, yeah. and the Celtics went on. So well, there was a lot of people that were very high on this Heat team this mm-hmm. year, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, you just get a, every you know everybody basically everybody back from a yeah. year ago, and they just never never clicked and never clicked. And this is the same Heat team, by the way, that. Lost to the Hawks in the play yeah, exactly, and barely beat the Bulls in the play-in. That's crazy. And now they have beaten the they have beaten the Bucks. They beat the Knicks, who, by the way, won more games than the Bucks in their series. Yeah, and so, uh, and right now have are one half of basketball away from putting up the most wins in any series against the Heat <laughs> yeah. this year. Right? It, it, it's absolutely crazy what this Heat team is able to do. And I mean, just just a testament to to team building, a testament to coaching, and of course, a testament to I believe in the words of Kevin Harlan, Jimmy Frickin' Butler. <laughs> yes, there he can play basketball. Yeah, I think with the playoffs coming around every year, you get this notion of you need a bench, you need to be a deep team. In this Miami Heat is the epitome of a deep team. Good bench players. They know their roles. They do their roles well. And they have that superstar where they can go to in a close game. And he is one of the best at what he does. But this Miami Heat has been very fun to watch all postseason. And uh, I uh, hope it continues. Hey, Sam. I- They've been fun to watch for two out of three series. One series I did not oh, yeah. have fun watching, watching them. I enjoyed it. That was probably my favorite series uh, that he played in, actually. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> not not very nice of you. But we did this for the last series, so we're going to do it again um, for this series. I mean, like we said, the Heat are up six at halftime. We are one half away from this being a sweep. Now, of course... There's still a possibility Celtics win, and then they come all the way back and win game seven. That is a possibility. Yep. But as it looks right now, things stand the way they are. The Celtics are getting swept by the Miami Heat uh, a year after losing in the NBA Finals. And this core that they've had that has been good for a while but hasn't quite gotten over the hump. What's I mean, we did it for the, we did it for the Lakers, so what, what's next for the Celtics? Do, what needs to change? I mean, it, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it they're in a very difficult position. I think in a more difficult position than um, the Lakers. Um, one of their biggest problem is their two best players play the same position. So that's that's kind of tough. I know Brown. I think he's normally the two, um, but I I think you ride with them. I just think you need a better coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Missoula is trash. Joe Missoula is having so a rough go. Yeah, he's getting Bring absolutely back Brad torched. Stevens, man. That's an option. That's but an option. I think that's where you put your main all kind of your main concern. Um, but I, I don't know. This is a it's, very inner. It's tough. They're solid. They're really good. But when you get 
let's be honest, the Celtics are a better team. Yeah, I think they are more yeah, skilled. They are too, and I honestly think. I honestly think they were the better team in last year's finals. When you yeah. just look at the all-around team, I thought the Celtics were the better team. Yeah. Warriors just had Steph Curry. This is true. So, yeah, but I, I don't know. That's, that, that's why I asked you because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know the answer myself. Something does – I mean, something does seem off about the Tatum-Brown relationship. Yeah. Is that, that – that's not just me, right? You, no. You, you, you feel that too where it's – I don't – it's not like they don't – it's not like they hate each other, that they're constantly fighting, but I don't know, just something seems off. The similar position yeah. probably has something to do with it. Um, and I know, I think on this podcast, we had talked about because last year they started off terrible before mm-hmm. turning it on and yeah. going to the finals. And I think we had this conversation of can it be Tatum and Brown on the same team? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, it's certainly something to think about. Yeah, it it is interesting. I think you just because I swear every other close game they go to a different guy, and I think um, you got to establish who's your go to guy when the game's on the line. I get Jalen Brown might be hot this game. Jason Tam might be hot. I think it's just so many weird dynamics within that group. I think they have a good core. I mean, they got um, Marcus Smart. I think he is defensive player of the year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Williams, if he can stay healthy. That's a big one, too. Um, of course, Average Al, the GOAT, <laughs> uh, Thunder legend. Um, and then Malcolm Brogdon was a big pickup in the offseason. Um, but just a lot of solid pieces. Was he six-foot man of the year? I think he was. I think he was. Yeah. But just something isn't clicking within this team, and we say that as they're in the Eastern Conference right, right. finals. But it seems to get over that hump, they need they need something to click. And I gotta look at Missoula right yeah, now. Yeah, I think that's a good point. That's something I had forgotten about. Where I feel like you just gotta have to have to run things back with the current roster but with with some coaching changes yeah he's 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 kind of been over his head right now and i mean it really makes you appreciate someone like brad stevens or even Ime Udoka last year who did did some good things Mm -hmm. um and of course now he's over in houston yeah Uh, i don't even really want to just a weird situation yeah um yeah, maybe they should have just given him a bonk and then let him continue <laughs> him to coach. Bonk. Just give him a quick little bonk. But, yeah, so uh, like we said, we are one half away from the Celtics being swept yeah. just like their uh, common NBA counterpart, the Los Angeles Lakers. That's going to kind of wrap it up for our NBA talk uh, for the episode. Um we're not. We might not have much to talk about next episode because, uh, well, we pretty much covered the first half of this game. Yeah. If things continue the way they are, as we said, be much. Heat, heat will sweep the Celtics. We will have half a half a uh, half a game of basketball to talk about. And if both both conference finals end in a sweep, each team will have a week plus. Is it nine and eight? Or yeah, eight nine and, seven? and eight. A week. Yeah. So the the Nuggets Nuggets will have nine right. days off because they've already swept. If the Heat win, they will have eight days off. So, um, That's so stupid. yeah. Next week we will not be talking about basketball. I can tell you that. <laughs> but we're gonna move on to another important 
important, uh, I guess I'll just say important tournament going on in sports. Uh, This weekend was the PGA Championship. So we thought it'd be a perfect time to give basketball a rest. Maybe we'll save some hockey for next week, save some baseball for next week, and we'll talk about golf and go on the green with Godsey. Sam, talk to me here. What happened in the PGA Championship? Just like every other sport, a guy from South Florida won. Yes. Brooks Kepka, live guy who was in the running for the Masters a month or two Came ago. in second. Came in choked. second. Choked. Let's, be, let's put it how it is. Thanks, thanks. Uh, we gave him a lot of shit on uh, our Masters recap, which was two episodes ago. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was Easter weekend, by the way. <laughs> But um, <laughs> he finally got done here. Um, is it safe to say he's back? I mean, got fifth to. major, Surely. third PGA championship, uh, won with a minus nine, and he looked good doing it. Um, it's finally good to see a guy like this uh, pull out a win. Obviously, I mentioned the Masters loss in heartbreaking fashion. fashion. And obviously the injuries he's endured over his career. Um, but Brooks Kepka came home with the PGA Championship, was drinking out of that trophy. Uh, shout out PMT for showing that. Um, but another big storyline surrounding uh, the PGA uh, Championship was the club pro Michael Block um, played extremely well. He, uh, had a hole-in-one on the 15th, um, qualified for the 2024 PGA Championship. It was the first hole-in-one by a club pro at the PGA since 96. Um, best 36-54 and 54 hole position by a club pro since 88. And best finish by a club pro at PGA uh, since 86. So a lot of... Uh, anomalies uh coming from michael block so that was uh pretty cool to see but brooks kepka finally got over that hump that he struggled with kind of all his career hate to say it but it's true um but yeah brooks kepka walking away with the pga championship here yeah i tell you what i'm not you know i'm not i'm gonna i'll be the first to say i I haven't really followed golf much in my life and really i've started mainly because of full swing you know the golf documentary we watched and as a, a lot of people have watched. And, uh, I mean, Full Swing definitely covered Brooks Kepka's struggles yeah. in his career <laughs> and kind of got him at rock bottom after he, he didn't make the cut. In yeah. the, I, don't, I don't remember what tournament it was, but he didn't make the cut. Um, and, yeah, and it was just – it was a really tough time for him. And he decided to go play play for the Live Tour, and I think you're 100% safe to say he's back. I, I just thought that he was just washed because yeah. – Again, all I had to go off of was was full swing, mm-hmm. but evidently he is not washed. He's fully back. Two two tournaments in a row looked pretty damn good coming in yeah. second, and of course winning this PGA Championship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, do you know? Do you know when the next tournament is? I can get for you right here. All right, we our golf guy is on the case. Yep, as you, you can know. see for those of you watching on YouTube. I know uh, these are Sam's right here, golf guy. I know. Um, 
Liv has a tournament this weekend. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah Brooks, he, Brooks was like, I'm going to struggle in that one. <laughs> um, but the next PGA will be the Charles Schwab Challenge, uh, May 25th through the 28th. So this week um, at the Colonial Golf Club. So that, stay tuned for that. And we have we have the we have a principal uh, tournament yeah. coming up soon, right? Yep. Here in Des Moines. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, lots of golf to be watched. Lots of golf to be played. Hopefully, hopefully. for us in the near future. That's. I mean that. That's going to wrap it up for on the green. Thanks, yeah. Sam, for recapping Absolutely, the man. weekend of golf. Um, and it was it was pretty bad weather too, wasn't it? Sorry to go back, but I saw. I think I saw some some clips of it being windy, rainy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it wasn't great cold, golfing so conditions. Even add that to to Kepka's resume is that yeah. he's in crappy conditions. But before we wrap up the episode, Sam, we have a few questions. Oh. We're going to start a question from Matt Nielsen. A great question because, well, with the departure of Aaron Rodgers, things look a little man. bit bleak. Yeah, the bad man. I was, he who shall not be named. <laughs> things look a little bit bleak in the NFC. In terms of quarterbacks. Yeah. So Matt wants to know who are your top five QBs in the NFC? Yeah, this this is interesting, especially with all the moving parts in this division. Uh we got Carr Derek Carr in New Orleans. We have Baker in Tampa. We have uh newcomer Bryce Young in Carolina, a lot of moving Sam Howell in uh Washington, a lot of moving parts, a lot of new faces that don't have a ton of experience. But for my top five, it's going to be a little controversial. But number one, God be Jalen Hurts. I mean, I think he has proven himself to be the best quarterback in the NFC. And I think there's a pretty wide gap between uh, him and the rest of the NFC number two is going to be a little controversial due to his uh, last year, but I got Matt Stafford. I think uh, he has proven himself over and over again. Um, when healthy, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So I got him at number two, number three, got to show love to my Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott. Don't have much else to say there. Um, then number four, I have Jared Goff. I think uh, he finally took that next step um, in that Lions offense. I like what he did last year. I'm expecting the same thing uh, coming from him. And then five, Justin Fields. Oh, my God. Justin Fields. Screw Kirko Chains. I like Justin Fields. Um, I, I like what he did last year. Uh, finally getting some more weapons uh, around him. I like what he does on his feet with his arm. It'll be interesting to see what he does this year, um, seeing all the new uh, weapons he acquired. But, yeah, I got Justin Fields at five. All righty. <laughs> Can't say I expected that. <laughs> I tell you what, though. We agree on the first two. Um, so I also have uh, I have Jalen Hurts as the best quarterback in the NFC. Yeah, he, he just is. The threat he is with his legs, the levels he – the advances he took in the passing game are just – yeah. Not much more I can add there. Again, Matt Stafford, little – like you said, a little controversial after his last year. 
But last time we saw him healthy, he was winning the Super Bowl, and he was exactly. making no-look passes in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I'm not ready to give up on him yet. However, his team is going to be really bad, so he might have a tough, uh, a tough season ahead of him. But yeah. I still think that given the right situation and right health, he's the second-best quarterback in the NFC. Now, number three is a name that you actually didn't mention and didn't mention at all. Like, not even who you said, screw you to. Someone who I believe in. I still think he's a damn good quarterback. He does need to get some stuff figured out. Uh, sorry, I just, it, just Derek Jeter makes me so mad. I hate that guy. <laughs> anyway, but number three. He does need to get some things figured out, but I think if you get him in, a, in, a, in the right scenario with a team that can compete with a head coach that knows what he's doing, he'll show you just how talented he is. Do you know who this is? Who is it? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. I will take him as the third best NFC quarterback. Um, I think we're really uh, like, yes, he deserves to be made fun of for his you know, video game addiction and how mm -hmm. he handles himself off the field, but – I think we can't undersell how bad uh, Cliff Kingsbury was at his job. Yeah. How how not talented, how devoid of talent some of their rosters have been. Um, so so I, I still believe in Kyler Murray. I think he's the third best QB in the NFC. Uh, number four, I'm going with my guy. Give me Kirk O'Chains. Uh, he's just continues to be polarizing for some reason. People can't have a level head about him that he's good not great and he can do a lot of good things but he's not gonna he's not gonna be the greatest and go out and win you football games but he's he will throw it past the chains on fourth down that he won't do either <laughs> that he won't do either yeah but uh the dude has the dude is very talented at football dude is talented at football and number five uh i was i'm gonna go with someone who I, I mean, la, la, just last year, I would have put him in probably my bottom five quarterbacks in the NFL, but he completely turned his season around, looked awesome last year. And I think you know who this is. It's going to be Jared Goff. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he, yeah. I mean, he, there's a real argument. If you want to put Jared Goff instead of Kirk Cousins, I probably wouldn't, probably wouldn't get too mad at you. Right. And, I mean, it, there's a real chance that Jared yeah. Goff is the best quarterback in the NFC North. Personally, I would still pick, take Kirk Cousins. But Jared Goff has uh, really emerged himself as a damn good quarterback. And I think Detroit Lions' plans changed because of last year. Yeah. I really think they were going to go into this offseason looking for a QB. But the way he played, they, they're they going to stick with Goff. Yeah. So yeah, th th those are my top five. So we got we got a little uh, we got a little differentiation in ours. Huh? Yeah. Just a little bit. He's showing love for our guys. That's good. Of That's course. confidence. You yeah. got to, right? Of course. Of course. But the last question, this one from Peyton White. He asks, what are our biggest off-season NBA predictions? Yeah, this one is interesting. A lot of moving parts, obviously, uh, with LeBron and his cryptic-ass message. Um, so, obviously, that's kind of the biggest storyline going into this off-season. But my biggest prediction is I think the Trailblazers are going to trade their third overall pick and finally get Damian Lillard some damn help and give him a superstar uh, to work by his side and improve that roster. Do you have anybody off the top of your head who would be a good fit? 
LeBron. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron's going to Portland, Oregon, everybody. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe we see Dame traded. Some, some The Trailblazers are going to make an offseason move, and I think it's either going to be bringing in some talent to help Dame or shipping off Dame, one of those two. I see. Well, yeah. Uh, Chauncey Billups is going to have his work cut out for him next year. I always forget that, that yeah. Chauncey Billups it's is wild. the head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a good one. I tell you what, uh, there, there are some things that I've been looking at in free agency and think will happen. I mean, I think the most obvious one is one that, I mean, Kyrie Irving's a Laker, right? Yeah. He's a Laker. For He's sure. a Laker. And, and if he didn't piss off the Brooklyn Nets, he'd already be a Laker. Yeah. It just so happened that he pissed off the Brooklyn Nets. Exactly. So they did not give him what he wants. But, yes, Kyrie Irving yeah. is a Laker. LeBron will make it so. Kyrie wants to be there. Yeah, that that's just gonna happen. Um, my other one, though, that I think is not as you know, certainly a little bit toastier, and one that I think really can happen, and frankly should happen for both these parties. I think the Phoenix Suns will change point guards, and they will move on from Chris Paul. And do you know who they will get? They already have campaigns, so they I do have campaign. <laughs> I think they will bring in. James Harden to play point guard. This kind of makes sense, right? Why did James Harden want out of Brooklyn? He didn't want to play with Kyrie anymore. And what? why did he want to go to Brooklyn? Because he wanted to play with that. So naturally, if you want to play with KD and Kyrie, one of them ends up pissing you off. You might still want to play with yeah. the other one. And, I mean, Devin Booker was had an awesome postseason this yeah. year. Absolutely awesome postseason. So... I think I think he might look to Phoenix to uh, to make the next move. Be back with KD, a duo that was successful when they played together. Those what like thirteen games they yeah. played together, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, and then and then add in Devin Booker and have yeah. a have a elite scoring trio. Uh, and I mean James Harden, he's kept really turned himself into one of the best passers in the NBA along yeah. with Chris Paul as well. So he can be another guy. We're similar to Chris Paul where he's just a walking double-double, points and assists all day yeah. long, which kind of he was in Philly, and he can do that in Phoenix. I think that would be a great spot for him. Yeah. And if Kyrie goes to the Lakers, that would be in the uh, in the Pacific. Uh, the the Lakers and the, and the Suns would match up a lot. So That'd I think be that, crazy. Yeah, it would. And, you know, KD and, yeah, KD and James Harden are kind of known for – jump into super teams. Yeah. So I, I think I think this is a real like good it. fit. It should happen. Um if if I mean I think it would be a mutually a mutually beneficial partnership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. But I think that's gonna wrap it up for episode ninety one then. It was so good to be back. Absolutely. Been way too long. So glad to be back on the mic talking about what's going on in the sports world but we talked about nba a lot of stuff going on we gave our nba playoffs in 60 to 120 seconds yeah um and the possibility of two sweeps but as we've been talking boston has now opened up a seven point lead over miami uh in the third quarter so we'll see if boston can hold on and force a game five we went on the green with godsey talking about the pga championship and of course we uh we answered a few questions let us know who are your top five quarterbacks in the NFC. Who do what do you think is going to happen in the NBA uh, offseason? What are you? What are your predictions? Who are your winners and losers? 
what should the Lakers do? Who's going to win the finals? A presum- a presumably a Nuggets Heat finals. Who do you guys have winning that? Please let us know. We always want to hear from you. But you can follow Sam at? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at SamGodsey29. And then Instagram, Sam underscore Godsey21. And you can follow me at tdislin 22 You can follow the podcast at crunchtime underscore pod on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Be sure to keep your eyes out on the socials. That's how you're going to communicate with us. We always ask for questions. The questions we we ask uh, we answer at the end of the episode. We're always asking the day of recording. If you guys have any questions, certainly feel free to let us know there. And like I said, let us know what you're you're feeling about all these uh about all these questions we're answering about how things are going in the NBA and what teams should do going into the offseason. But the clock has run out on this episode, and we'll see you in the next one on Crunch Time. Yarr.